Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalip Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas on a Thursday. And get ready. Later in this same in this segment, we'll have the uh, Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. All right, good old Schmaltz doing it up like they always do. Some great sandwiches. Aaron loves going over there. I love going over there. I gotta get my bread twice baked. During some parts of the year, I get that special jalapeno bread. This week is jalapeno bread week. Oh man. That is great news, Aaron. It is. Uh, I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Try that twi- twice bake. Uh, I am going to do that. I am going to do that. Like my bread, or you say, well done. Well done on the bread or something. It'll kind of toast it up for you just a little extra. Uh, um, you know, the great thing is if you go to the one, uh, there's the I love the downtown location off Franklin. But then um, if you go out there on Valley Mills, a lot of times you'll look back in the back. You'll see this distinguished-looking gentleman back there. That's the owner. That's the longtime owner. He's owned it for like 30 years now. That's Nelson Rue. I mean, he's just back in the back making sandwiches. I mean, that's how you build a successful restaurant all over uh, over the years is you kind of hang around and you kind of oversee things. And Nelson, and he's got really – the employees, you know, everybody, a lot of people, especially after the pandemic and all of that, there's in the restaurant industry, it's tough to keep folks. Over at Schmaltz's, I think Nelson must be treating them right because they just, they don't have a lot of turnover. Everybody likes to stay there and do their thing. Maybe he gives them like a, you know, maybe they get free sandwiches too, like our winners. Aaron, the um, love our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. And I got a pretty good one. Got a pretty good one um, that I've been kind of I'm thinking about. And, Aaron, I was just looking it over. In fact, I'll get right to it. I'll get right to this, Aaron, and then I'll, uh, I'll uh, Aaron and I, um, sometimes I don't always give him the heads up on the answer. But I think some people will get this right. And uh, it has to do with the amount of playoff wins, all right, that, that – Tom Brady, if he wins on uh, on Monday, it's kind of wild. I mean, it is kind of wild what it would mean as far as his play, all-time playoff wins. And tell you what, I want I want uh, I want folks to. Uh, if he does this, he'll be passing a certain franchise for all-time playoff wins. Who is that franchise, and what is the number? Who is the franchise that he'll be that he'll be passing 
uh, for all-time playoff wins. I'm talking about a whole franchise, all-time, an NFL franchise. I want the name of the franchise, the, uh, the, the team, and the amount of wins this team and Tom Brady would have. All right? If you know the answer to that, want to win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, text us on the CDC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. Aaron, I think enough people will get this right, and I think you kind of can sense where I'm headed with this, what franchise it might be. All right? And uh, so how many playoff wins and uh, what franchise will Tom Brady (laughs) move past? It's pretty amazing when you think about it. Now, I'll help a little bit. I'll just help. I'll give you a a tiny bit of uh, assistance, okay? I'll rule out a couple of teams. There are two teams. There are two franchises that have more total wins, total playoff wins all time than the team I'm looking for. One is, of course, the Patriots. One is the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, if you have the answer, 254-662-1660. That's the CNC Collision Center text line. And um, Aaron, are they kind of? Are they kind of starting to float in a little bit? Just got see? a winner. We had a okay. few guesses uh-huh. before that, but Jared and right. Waco right. just just texted in a winner. We had the right franchise a couple of times with the wrong number, but he he's betting a thousand. Oh, nice! He got them both. You said Jared, yes, in Waco. Jared, way to go! Way to go! That's a uh, that's a good. That's two free sandwiches. And then Aaron will kind of tell you how to come pick up your uh, free sandwich coupons. And that is, uh, oh, man. Aaron, do you want me to ask you a uh, trivia question so you can win a couple (laughs) since you're excited about this jalapeno bread? (laughs) I'd like Aaron to be able to, I'd like Aaron to be able to partake in some of this. Well, you know, uh, you know, and I think, most of our listeners know because we talk about it a lot that I walk when the weather is nice. I walk a lot, and I walk by Schmaltz's. It's part of my walk around the neighborhood because I live about a half a block from from the one on Valley Mills. Ooh, and all I was, right. Yep, I was actually walking by this weekend. They were closed, but they had the sign yeah. on the window about the jalapeno bread. So I immediately texted and made plans for tomorrow. Now on these crazy long walks, do you does the dog does the dog come along or does the dog only make the walk kind of around the your condos there? No, he likes to bark at every living creature that he yeah. goes by. So we do his walking right. really late at night around the around the apartment complex. <laughs> I'm sure the late at night. And then occasionally you'll see somebody late at night and he starts barking. That's I'm not sure you've made the right choice. No, we uh I, I'm talking about like really late, like three okay. AM. So there's oh. you, we usually don't run across anyone. Because I, I only do it weeknights too. Yeah. Weekend nights there would be people out and about even that late, so there we are stay people, inside. There are people in your complex that I promise are talking, Hey, have y'all ever seen that guy out at three in the morning? The 3 a.m. dog walk guy. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. 
ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I don't know if you've seen this story. This is a huge story in the Metroplex right now. What's happening at Rockwall Heath? Um, this is scary, and this in, this involves high school athletes, and we have such great, you know, high school coaches and athletes, and of course we win state titles. China Spring. I was reading something where they're having another big celebration. They're going to have everybody out to the stadium. You think I'm not going to crash that party? I'll be right up there. I'm going to grab the mic. Well, I bet Drake. There's no way Drake will let me have the mic. But I, um, Aaron, there's a case of. Have you ever heard of the? It's hard to say the condition that weightlifters sometimes get if they're if they do way too strenuous activity. And and it does something to their muscles, and they and they, it affects their. Uh, they can it precip it, it uh, precipitates acute kidney injury. It's called rhabdal myelosis, something like that. Rab, but short rhabdo, R H A B D O. But it's basically you you know it's the breaking down of your muscles, and it can be a really scary thing. And the other day, up at Rockwall Heath, which Baylor has a player from Rockwall Heath. I mean, they're great. They they put up huge numbers. They've gone deep into the playoffs. It's it's right out. They we call it Rockwall Heath. Actually, Heath is its own high school, but it's just up in the Rockwall area. Aaron, a dozen, a dozen kids were hospitalized after an off-season football workout. 12, 12 students ha- had to be hospital- hospitalized and for this. And what they did is in an hour's time, and some people said it was punishment. Some people, I read the story, and they said the captain of the team saying, no, it was not punishment. We were just working out. And, and it was like 400 push-ups in a one-hour period of time, which, of course, I couldn't do. And... And everybody had all these issues, and this bad condition formed. Well, boy, this has started all kinds of talk, Aaron. And social media—you got some parents of students saying, "Oh, this is soft." You know, the coach is just up there making them work hard, and uh, I can't believe they're complaining about this, Aaron. If if this many kids end up going to the hospital after a workout, to me. That suggests something is wrong about that workout. Now, things are going to happen sometimes, and people end up in the hospital when they're playing football and all that kind of stuff. You should not be doing some off-season workout and have a dozen students taken to the hospital. I mean, it just it, it just can't happen. The head coach has been put on administrative leave. This is the head football coach. Um, John Harrell is his name. Aaron, do we know him? I feel like we, we have ties somehow to John Harrell. Anyway, um, and he's been placed on administrative leave and a third party laws, uh, the, uh, you know, a, a legal group is, is looking, is investigating, uh, what happened here. The school district, somebody has brought in this third party to take a look at it. It, this condition I'm describing is a stress-induced 
muscle disorder. All right, and let me have one more go at this name. Rabdal um, my Alussus. All right, short for that, though, is Rabdo. Aaron, have you heard of this before? Because I have, and it sometimes happens. We, you'll see it happen when when it more I hear about it more at different uh, universities and a word will bleak out where some people had to be taken to the hospital or whatever and and I to me it's when a workout is not as supervised as it needs to be it goes too far and there's not enough water offered these students are alleging or their parents are alleging that they did not were not allowed to have water during this um, off-season workout. Now, again, some of the, at least one of the captains on the team said that's not right. We could have had water. The students could have had water if they needed it. Very, very scary deal. Uh, Rabdo is what's short for this condition. Uh, R-H-A-B-D-O. Now, if you're on the uh, text line, CNC Collision uh, Center text line, you may have heard about this story because it's gone national. And it's, uh, this is just really, and, and this can happen, obviously, at college level, high school level, pro level. I've heard of some weird things going around like pro locker rooms occasionally when people will get a condition, but it's mainly a condition that has to do with the cleanliness and and. There, there can be some weird stuff that go, goes around uh, a locker room, and, and you have that's why you have to use antiseptic. you got to keep things sterile and clean and all that kind of stuff. This happens at gyms every once in a while. But this condition has to do with, like, weightlifting, workouts, push-ups, muscle. Aaron, to me, this on the surface sounds like a coach who got carried away and was really pushing some players. Now, you know, we may have coaches hearing us right now and going, hey, we have hard summer workouts. We have, but you've got to be smart. I mean, you have to, in fact, I, I reached out to uh, Brad Shelton, the Midway AD, about this because he was a uh, athletic trainer in a past life. And so he has a great feel for things like this. And I think, well, Brad would would try to create an environment where something like this could not happen. You know, you just can't allow it to happen. But, uh, Aaron, at a time where you had the scary thing with DeMar Hamlin, when you have players that, that uh, you know, what happened to Maryland with heat exhaustion and that kind of thing, to, to do something like this where 12 of your high school players end up in the hospital – Really disturbing to me. In this story, I'd been reading about it today and then hearing from some folks. And then I've been sending out a few texts here in the last hour or so because I really started digging into the story a little bit. I mean, Aaron, when we were, um, you and I, back in the 90s, we're playing football and doing all that, playing basketball. Uh, I, I would not say that water breaks <laughs> were as... And maybe we just didn't know about it as much, but I don't. I don't think they were just constantly stopping down to let us go get water, right? Well, this is kind of this is like late '80s, early '90s. I think by the mid to late '90s, finally, 
we were being a lot smarter about that. And some of it goes back to the Gatorade folks at Florida and some of the developments and electrolytes and all of that. But uh, I just really, I think it's a wake-up call and a reminder that as, as hard as you want to push your players and athletes and all this. Now, Aaron, it's just like there'll be some people, and boy, I can think of them right now. I can think of somebody who used to be on this station that would be claiming, hey, you guys are being soft. This is the wussification of America because that's what happens when somebody gets beat 100 to 6 or somebody runs up a score, and then there's always people saying, well, you know, it's not, it's not that coach's job to keep the score down. Well, in this instance, this seems like a coach got extremely – over the top and let it uh, let it get away from him. I knew the previous coach at Heath, and he had a tremendous run. And that coach used to be in Central Texas. Um, in fact, trying to—I I don't know—it's it's all coming back to me now. But uh, anybody, anybody wants to sound off on this? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I just thought it was scary. And I thought it was kind of an interesting story, and I was going to mention it. Aaron, have you heard of that condition before? And it happening, and and uh, and it is that that I mean, to me, this is uh, one of the things we really have to watch out for in in off season workouts. I think most of our coaches and athletic trainers are really good about staying on top of this, but I do think it's a good reminder for folks. Yeah, I've never heard of that condition, no. But I read the story or part of it, you know, 400 push-ups, unless you're Herschel Walker, you probably shouldn't be doing 400 push-ups, and you probably shouldn't be making people do that many. It's really, really dangerous, as, as they're finding out. Unless you're Herschel. That's true. He was known for doing like a thousand. I, you know, I always thought maybe some of that was embellished a little bit. I mean, we've we've since found out a lot of things about Herschel, who almost made it. What was Herschel running for? The Senate in Georgia? Boy, what has what's going wrong if Herschel Walker can't win a race in Georgia? How crazy is that? I mean, you got to think Herschel's got some some stuff going on. If if the greatest running back in college football history, now of course that'll start an argument. All right, Bo Jackson might be. But uh, he was one of the best. Aaron, before I forget, um, I was I was uh, reminded yesterday by Sean Hunt that Alfred Anderson at one point was like the number one quarterback recruit in the country coming out of high school. Was that Richfield? Anyway, that's so we were talking about Baylor and blue chippers and five star and four star in relation to Sawyer Robertson arriving. And, uh, and by the way, in Campus Confidential today, Aaron, I've got some exciting, I've kind of been, I, I've been kind of investigating and snooping around the different things that are going on with the Baylor program. And I just, I think people, there's some things to be excited about, but there's also one really downer today. And that's a, uh, uh, something that hit last night. Uh, a coach is leaving to go to a rival and we'll talk more about that as the day unfolds. All right, Aaron, we'll get into uh, next. I want to talk about, honestly, <clears throat> one of the best road performances I've seen from anybody 
in a Baylor uniform, much less a freshman. We discuss it next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long with Pat and John, here on the home of the Bears. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center Saturday, hosting Oklahoma State. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long, here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 1979 Heisman Trophy winner USC running back Charles White has died at the age of 64. Baylor men get in the win column last night beating West Virginia on the road 83-78. The Bears will host Oklahoma State on Saturday. Baylor women lose first Big 12 matchup last night to Oklahoma State 70-65. Baylor women in West Virginia on Sunday afternoon. UMHB men's and women's basketball both in action tonight at home in the Mayborn Center hosting Harden Simmons. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks on the road again tonight in L.A. Facing the Lakers, tip is at 9 o'clock. Cowboys rookie defensive end Sam Williams has a warrant for his arrest from a car accident last month. Plano police have said they will not pick him up if he turns himself in. 42-year-old Nelson Cruz has landed again, this time with the Padres, for a one-year, $1 million contract. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Deontay George with the ball, puts it up at the buzzer, and he hit it at the buzzer, a three by Keontae George, and maybe a foul. That's one of the most incredible shots I think I've seen this season. Well, there they are, uh, right on ESPN Central Texas. IMG Learfield, the whole shebang. And there's John Morris. You heard Pat Nunley. That's the uh, shot right before... The uh, the half and Keontae George didn't really have anything and he kind of created something and fallen out of bounds. It, it was Jordan esque. That was just crazy. Now I heard after the game, Ashley Hodge was asking him about you know you work on those kind of stuff. I mean he may. It's kind of but that was like a Luca type. That's a Steph or Luca type shot. He may work on those just for fun, but. <laughs> that's a that's a one out of every fifty type shot. And the if he didn't nail it though, and he nails it at a big time, gives the Bears a thirty three twenty seven lead. And Aaron, that's just you know I know sometimes you kind of have the some of those games are on ESPN Plus, and so you're running the game and you like to listen to the games, which I I we encourage people to do because we're in radio. But I, I, there's some of these things, Aaron. I gotta have you watching these things because you just what he did last night was, and I know mo- a lot of times you are. Um, he he that was just that was just crazy for a freshman ends up scoring 32 in that game, and then Aaron um, with the Bears clinging with about two minutes left to a one point lead just pulls in up into a three and it was so smooth and so beautiful looking and king mcclure you're listening king i know you were about to say and he admitted it that that was not a good shot or not a an ill-advised shot there were 16 seconds left on the shot clock and he just dribbles into a three and just makes it like it's nothing earlier in the half he had come inside the three-point line and hit like a 17-foot runner uh, off one off one leg. I mean, it just, you don't hit runners from 17 feet? I mean, it's just crazy. And yet, it's pretty easy for him. And, and there's just, there's there's been, I was trying to think of, boy, somebody came back at me last night. I said, there's never been a freshman like this. And somebody says to me, Aaron, this is an old friend of mine from Baylor, but he, but he said it on Twitter, almost, you know, laughing at me. We had two last year. 
I'm sorry. I mean, so Sohan was I, I love him. He's been on this program since he's been with the Spurs. I love Kendall Brown. They weren't close to this from a skill from an offensive skill standpoint. Now there's things Jeremy does, obviously because he's a different player. He's a bigger guy that are better than, you know, maybe he's a better defender. There's some other things that he does. But Keontae George last night, I mean, I it got me thinking. I, I just can't imagine. I was thinking back to myself, what was Teagle like? I mean, I was too young to totally remember. I, I do remember seeing Teagle play, but I don't remember really his freshman year. That would have been ooh, 80, either 79 or 80. Nunley would know because he was playing with him. But there's nobody... This is a good one to ask Pat. I mean, has anybody compared to what Keontae George can do offensively? He just gets to stuff that I haven't seen a Baylor freshman uh, get to. And I know it was their first conference win, and I don't want to go too crazy here, but that was that was a performance for the ages. And to get that win in front of a hostile crowd, they were desperate for a win too, and Aaron that was nasty stuff they were saying to Jalen Bridges. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering how much of that stuff was coming across the air. I mean, because it was like, at one point, they were, they were saying, like, Jalen sucks. And, I mean, that's not great, but I'm thinking, oh, whatever, that's not that bad. But then they were doing the stuff like the Tech fans were doing to Beard. They were dropping F-bombs on him. He had, like, 19 or 20 family members there. I mean, they were nasty. And I kept looking at I was listening. I was hearing the chants, and I thought, boy, if they were doing that at the Farrell Center, Scott Drew would have gotten on the mic. I mean, he would have – there's no way he would have let people do that. First of all, I don't think the people, the Baylor people would have done that. I mean, I can hardly ever remember like a a BS chant starting uh, at Baylor. Like you you hear it at some places. But, man, Scott would have shut that down in a heartbeat – and Huggins just sat over there like he didn't even hear it. I mean, maybe he doesn't care. Um, but I th- that that for them for the for the athletic director or president whoever was in charge on that evening to let them treat that kid like that was was unreal. I just was like, that's. But he handled it beautifully. He really did. I mean, he had his moments where he was you know had a couple turnovers or whatever, but he scored. He had uh, double double in the game. He got 11 points, 10 rebounds, or maybe vice versa. I, I thought he played well. I thought he hung in there, and he made key shots, and he got rebounds. I mean, he got key rebounds. I, I really liked the way he battled. I mean, they bear, the Bears are desperately in need of a, a fourth score. It doesn't matter who it is totally. It could be Langston off the bench. It could be Del Bonner. I mean, it's just not, they're not, right now, it's got to be everything has to come from the three guards, and so they need help. So when somebody like Bridges can give them even 10 or 11 points, it's huge, especially in a scrappy, uh, fight-it-out kind of game like that. All right, so great win, great win for the Bears. Now, somebody may have on the text line, the CNC Collision Center text line, they may have a a uh, a thought in, in uh, on the uh, on the best freshman to ever play at Baylor. You know, Isaiah Austin comes in good. Uh, Perry was pretty good when he came in. He was supposed to be a one and done. I think he stayed two years. Uh, Quincy, 
what was the other Quincy? Not AC, but the other Quincy Miller came in, and I think he was a one and done guy. But nobody, nobody does. Nobody. I have not seen a freshman. I mean, Tweedy was good as a freshman. I mean, there's a lot of really good. Jared Butler was really good as a freshman. I mean, he was already a, a fantastic player as a freshman. But he was he wasn't this skilled. He wasn't close to this skilled. He would be the first to to tell you that. Uh, so I just am. I stand in amazement. But if you want to, uh, if you have a candidate that somebody that was just unbelievable as a freshman, let me know. I mean, maybe Michael Williams. When I think back about it, some of those guys. Michael Hobbs was good when he was early in his career as a freshman. Boy, people are like Mosley remembers Michael Hobbs. You bet I do. What an athlete he was. That may have been Jim Haller who recruited him. He recruited Michael Williams, Daryl Middleton. Boy, it helped uh, Gene Iba win some games uh, with that. Just left them, left them some amazing players. Wow, I just, I just cannot get over what we witnessed last night. Now, um, on with uh, John, Aaron. This was, uh, this was Scott Drew um, last night talking about Keontae George and his performance. Wanted to hear some of this. When he gets going, um, he if he takes the right shots, he he makes most of them. Um, defenses make it tough on him, and then he's he's capable of uh, uh, being a guy that instead of two assists, one turnover, he can have five, six assists. I think that's the next progression for him. Defensively, he's gotten so much better. He's more vocal. Um, the speed of the game, he's adjusting better too. Um, so uh, he's making strides um, offensively. I, I, uh, we get the right shots. We have have 100% confidence in our guards. I think the next level for us is getting more than 10 assists and getting easier looks because when you got great shooters, if you can get easy looks, uh, the percentages really go up. And again, credit West Virginia's defense. They make everything tough. Um, there's a reason Coach Huggins is in the Hall of Fame. All right. And, uh, I, you know, they're going to have to get – I think when if, if uh, you know, if Ojan Wuna um, can, can get to a point where he feels more comfortable – receiving the ball in you know right now they're trying to get him they're trying to hit him in spots where he's just not that comfortable he runs the floor so well he's gonna get more comfortable catching the ball and doing what he needs to do with it he he's gonna be great but he's just not there yet as a consistent score and so it would it would help for somebody to really take over uh you know with the with some of the front court uh scoring uh, Aaron, I was trying to remember earlier in our our uh, talk about what was going on at uh, Rockwall Heath High School. The coach I was trying to think of was uh, Mike Spradlin, who came from Temple and went to Heath and and um, did it, had an amazing run. And this coach that took over is a guy that used to be with Coach Spradlin and Art Bryles at Stephenville. In fact, he played for him there, John Harrell. That was the reason that name was sounding familiar to me. Uh, in this story but this story's been out there since earlier this week but I just kind of started digging into it today and I was just amazed at what's going on and and even during the break I, I had some people reach out to me and there's some thought that John Harrell the coach at uh at, at Heath may be able to hold on to his job uh he's on administrative leave right now 12 of his players uh, were hospitalized hospitalized and from this Robdo, which is short for another thing, but it's a muscle 
disorder that takes place when you're, you know, when when, when you basically uh, are too strenuous of either lifting or 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 some kind of activity. In this case, it was too many push-ups. Did it? They were trying to do about 400 push-ups in an hour, um, in, in, according to some reports, didn't have water. And, uh, of course, this has led some people to say, oh, my gosh, you can't be tough anymore as a coach. You can be tough. You can demand some things. You just can't be dumb. You can't be crazy. You can't just say, I mean, you got to – there should be no workout. We're 12, and people say – Oh, man, these kids, they're just soft today. Oh, they can't, you can't, they, they just won't, you know, they're not like they used to be. Well, e- even back in the old days, I don't think 12 folks were going to the hospital. That's 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 way over the top. So, anyway, I was just, I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I knew there was a Central Texas tie, and, of course, Coach Spradlin had such a great run at Temple before Coach Stewart. Then he went up there uh, to Heath. He came out of retirement. And then this Harrell, who used to play for him, is the head coach at Heath now. So, anyway, generally I can count on our people jumping on the uh, text line, helping us out, all that kind of stuff. 254-662-1660 is that text line. Aaron, I I don't – I mean, does anybody – over the years, Baylor basketball, I mentioned a few of them. I mean, they've had some great recruits. I mean, I don't know if Keontae's probably the highest-rated uh, men's basketball recruit they've ever had. What's happened in the past is, man, when there's an Isaiah Austin or uh, Perry Jones, I mean, they, they almost come in with too much expectations, and they, and they just don't quite live up to it. And and it, it's really kind of almost unfair. This guy, I, I just don't think he's phased. Like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm going to press because I have all these expectations. Last night at crunch time, it, it it was not. I mean, I want Flagler generally. I in my mind, he's the one you always want with the ball at crunch time. And last night, I mean, it was just like, I mean, I hear Scott sometimes talking about you know how young they are. It doesn't matter. When you play like that, when you are that, now there'll be moments, there'll be freshman moments. I'm not saying there won't be some stuff, but, hey, he's emerging as a leader. Now, you can lead in different ways. Last night, he might have gotten carried away when he snapped at his teammate. I mean, he went at Ojanwuna. I mean, Josh Ojanwuna, um, there was something. He didn't like a picky set or something that happened and I mean, right there on the court in front of everybody, Keontae goes at him. Well, you know what? I'd rather err on the side of caring too much and having too much passion than the other. And this is not a passive, you know, he has a real smooth, kind of has that face where he's just kind of, he's always comfortable. And he smiles out there and all that kind of stuff. But man, don't let him fool you. I mean, he... He is he is a competitor in a big way, and I thought in a moment, in a time when Baylor had to have a win, and when they had hit a big shot, West Virginia did, and they trailed by one in a huge moment, or they actually yeah trailed by one. He and Flagler, of course, just got it done. They got it done, and uh, and the rest of them. I, I thought everybody kind of chipped in and did some good things 
for the Bears. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And we'll have to talk about the women at some point. That was tough. Tough loss last night. We can uh, cover that. But uh, next, it is time for Campus Confidential. Aaron may take a peek inside the portal. Breaking news. See what the latest is. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Breaking news next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women headed to Morgantown to play West Virginia this Sunday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for Baylor West Virginia women's basketball. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Lion Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLionFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Lion gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Lion partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Lion magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Lion Foundation member today at BaylorLionFoundation.com. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground perfect for light duty on the farm or work site and you can't run a festival without golf cart oh yeah and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too there's lots of reasons to own a golf cart but only one best place to buy one mission golf cars in waco off highway 6 at bagby has the largest selection of easy go golf cars for sale rent lease or repairs in central texas check us out online at missiongolfcars.com and remember at mission golf cars quality always comes standard Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 1979 Heisman Trophy winner USC running back Charles White has died at the age of 64. Baylor men get in the win column last night beating West Virginia on the road 83-78. The Bears will host Oklahoma State on Saturday. Baylor women lose first Big 12 matchup last night to Oklahoma State 70-65. Baylor women in West Virginia on Sunday afternoon. UMHB men's and women's basketball both in action tonight at home in the Mayborn Center hosting Harden Simmons, women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks on the road again tonight in L.A. Facing the Lakers, tip is at 9 o'clock. Cowboys rookie defensive end Sam Williams has a warrant for his arrest from a car accident last month. Plano police have said they will not pick him up if he turns himself in. 42-year-old Nelson Cruz has landed again, this time with the Padres, for a one-year, $1 million contract. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is time for Campus Confidential. And uh, Aaron, I understand we have some breaking news. Do you need to? Do you need to reach over and play the sounder? All right, Aaron is stepping from the uh, Campus Confidential area over to our Situation Room. Aaron, I believe this involves college football, and it involves the Big 12. What has happened? Adam Rittenberg, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, is reporting that Clemson is set to hire TCU Offensive Coordinator Garrett Riley to be their next OC. They fired Brandon Streeter earlier today. Sources told Rittenberg that a deal could be finalized shortly. Riley won the Brawls Award as the nation's top assistant coach this weekend, this this season, excuse me. Well, you know, you wondered uh, if, if they were going to come after him, Texas A&M, and I do think they did. And Garrett Riley wisely waited because <clears throat> do you really want to Go, you know, work for Jimbo, who's reluctantly giving up the play calling. And, boy, they can pay. They can blow you away from a payment-wise. Clemson, uh, I know, has uh, backed up just a little bit in the past couple of years. But let's not act like they're not one of the top five powerhouses in college football. They're, they're at least top ten, easily over the past ten years, top five. 
arguably top three. And um, what a what an unbelievable run for the young Riley. I mean, Lincoln's Lincoln's quite a bit. Isn't Lincoln like forty three or forty four? And this guy's like thirty four. He may be ten. He may be eight or nine years younger than his brother. He's thirty five, thirty six. Anyway, what a what an enormous uh, uh, deal that is. Now you know, tough for TCU. I mean, TCU's got some great people coming in the portal. I I, I heard rumors that um, one of these, the guy from LSU, Aaron. Have you heard anything on that LSU quarterback, Walker Howard, who we talked about yesterday? That's leaving. Is there any official word on him? As far as you know, where he he's was, going, not that yeah, I've seen. Yeah, he he was a former. Whew, was it four or five star? I mean, he was big time quarterback. Maybe the number five quarterback in the country in his class, which would have been 2022. Uh, hearing Aaron that some rumblings of TCU could he could emerge out of the portal into Fort Worth. TCU is in uh, competition for Sawyer Robertson. Uh, who has ended up at Baylor. So all all of those things are very interesting. But Garrett Riley, man, I mean, it's uh, an amazing season. Aaron, they must, have, they must have seen Riley put up those seven points in the national title game <laughs> and thought, we got to go get that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> okay. I like that. Oh, good, good. I aim to please. Uh, you were asking, uh, you were talking about uh, Howard, the LSU quarterback that entered the transfer portal. He was the number three overall quarterback in the uh, 2021 class. Wow. And uh, the ESPN article says uh, that TCU and Florida are the two most likely possible landing spots for him. All right. TCU's definitely in the uh, running. That'll be interesting. Who will be... The offensive coordinator at uh, – that'll be really interesting. All right, Aaron, are you about to do the story of what's happened to the uh, the Baylor coaching staff? I'll let you do that one. All right. Um, well, one of our guys is headed to Texas Tech. Uh, Juice, the man they called uh, Juice, Justin Johnson, uh, Baylor running backs coach. Man, I have liked him so much. He played at the University of Houston. He coached at Houston. He's been around to some different places. I think the players liked him. I think he had a great spirit about him. I think he was a really good recruiter. And uh, he's going to Tech. And you say, well, dang it. Why do they want to go work for Joey? Well, sometimes they make more money or get a better title. And in this case, it is a better title. They're giving him an assistant head coach title, which is something I believe Joey had when he was at Baylor, but, uh, uh, well, I'm talking about Joey McGuire, but Justin Johnson Juice now will be assistant head coach, coach the wide receivers, and be the passing game coordinator for Texas Tech, and that's just a step up. I, I, I do think Baylor wanted to keep him, did not want him to leave. I have already heard of some interest in the position, and um, we'll just keep our eye on it. We'll keep our eye on it. Um, there's some interesting things because, of course, there's dominoes that are that are falling in, in other places and other uh, changes 
Uh, you just kind of look at offensive coordinators and who they might bring in at other places around the state of Texas, and some there might be some people available. All right, am I being vague enough? But we need to we need to follow this one uh, because that's a he's a great recruiter. Now there's somebody I've been seeing everybody retweet and all. There's a guy at ba- uh, at Baylor that's part of the staff and does a nice job recruiting. Uh, his, his last name is Foster. And there's some people, you know, kind of advocating for him, and we'll see. But, um, you know, Baylor's got to make sure that they don't drop off at all in the, uh, in, in the Dallas area, which is where uh, Justin uh, was from, and uh, in the Juice, he played at Richardson Berkner High School and then went on to uh, star University of Houston where I think he played wide receiver and then ended up being a running backs coach. So great guy. I, you know, I know a lot of the Baylor coaching staff loves Justin and hated to see him go. And, uh, and you know, I, there's been a lot of – there's been some negative things about the whole Baylor thing and losing Austin Novoside and all that. I don't think this should be – it's not great. I mean, you don't want to lose uh, assistance, but, hey, if somebody's going to – get a title like that and get more responsibilities and likely more money. Now, I will say this. Mac Rhodes rarely loses assistance, or any coaches for that matter, over money. I mean, Baylor is extremely competitive when it is to, comes to paying coaches. I think from what I can tell, Tech came after Justin last year, maybe around this time, and, and didn't get it done. And, and Joey circled back around and maybe was able to either give him more money or more of a title. But uh, I, I really like Juice and, and uh, very appreciative of him and really enjoyed my time getting to have him on the air and all that kind of stuff. Aaron, why, would you vote for having assistants on the air again? Wouldn't that be fun? Having assistant coaches come on the radio show? Absolutely. All right. Aaron, if I hadn't had that during the the pandemic, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> they were they were they were giving they were putting coaches on all the time. It was really really something, and uh, that does not happen anymore, sadly. All right, uh, Aaron, what else do you have in campus confidential? I do think it'll happen at some point in the future. I think we're going to make some inroads. Baylor to be positive. Did add a coach to their staff. And his last name is very familiar. The latest addition to the Baylor football staff is Parker Ogeron. He's the son of, obviously, the son of uh, former LSU head coach. Sorry, we don't have the cough button anymore. I turn on my mic. He is the uh, son of uh, former head uh, LSU head coach Ed Ogeron. He joins the Bears defensive staff as an analyst under new defense coordinator Matt Powledge. It was announced today. Aaron, did we get did we w- w- did we get rid of the cough button? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, it was known. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to restore that. I thought we lost you there for a second, but now that's interesting. Ed Orgeron. Oh man, this could be cause to have. Coach Orgeron back on the show, Aaron. The fake Ed Orgeron. <laughs> I think uh, I think that might need to happen at some point. Now, tell me uh, that what what is his title going to be? Parker Orgeron. What? Do you, tell me again. 
Uh, he will be a, a defensive analyst. All right. Coach O. You know, Coach O just seems like such a young, energetic guy. It's hard for me to imagine he's got a well, his son old enough to be coaching and analyst. I mean, he's only 24. Wow. <laughs> so he's, well, he's young. a youngster. He is a young guy. But Coach O's probably only, what, 59 or 60 or whatever. Anyway, uh, that'll be uh, that'll be nice. Orzer, I mean, that's, that is uh, – I mean, you can't be Ed Orgeron's son and not be a fun dude and not have, not have had kind of a fun life and been down there, went through that national title. And obviously when that happened, he was 21 or 22, probably finishing up school – and has been on uh, Dave Aranda's radar. I'm. I think that was a very special time at LSU, and I'm always kind of excited with anybody that with those ties comes in to, to Waco. So good for Coach Orgeron and his son Parker, which is a great name because that's my child's name. Okay, um, Aaron, it is time to talk some Cowboys football. That's right, Cowboys beat man from the Athletic. John Mashoda joins us next. Hi, everyone. With the Cowboys Playoff Report, I'm Christy Scales. The defense is getting two key players back in time for Monday night's wildcard playoff game against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Details after this. Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys are headed to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs. Come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free wildcard watch party on Monday. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, lawn games, food trucks, and more. For more info, visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The Cowboys defense is getting linebacker Leighton Vander Esch back from injury in time for Monday night's wild card game at Tampa. And the same goes for a big piece of the line, as in three as in 340 pounds big, of defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, who missed the past month with a torn pectoral. They need Hankins to not only stuff Tampa's run game, but also pass rush up the middle against Tom Brady. He does a good job of helping this offensive lineman out. Obviously, when he step up in front of the pocket, I think we do a good job of not allowing him to step up and make passes. Playing the way we play, you know, lead the NFL in turnovers, so we just got to do the job and just play the way we know how to play. Don't change anything. Cowboys Bucks kickoff Monday night is 7:15 Central. With today's Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trucks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. The voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. 
With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. John Machota joining us now from The Athletic. He'll be in Tampa for this game. And, uh, John, as we get closer, are you kind of uh, of liking the Monday night nature of this? We're sort of conditioned over the years. Both playoffs happen on the weekend at wild card, super, you know, it's Saturday, Sunday. We can, you know, and and this is a... uh, this is a different animal. Are you uh, are you are you getting excited about the the Monday night uh, portion of this? I don't know if John can hear us. John Mashoda joining the Matt Mosley show. John, yeah, do you have let me, me? Check something real quick. That's okay. That's okay. It is. Uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. We are endeavoring to have John Machota from uh, the Athletic. Okay, John. John, do you have me, sir? <laughs> I don't think John can hear me. Oh, okay, we've got it. Okay, all right, John <laughs> Machota from the Athletic. Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. This is this is a busy time, good time of year, fun time, exciting times. Well, what I was uh, trying to say to you a minute ago, I mean, the the Monday night that that that's really brought a whole new element to this this first round of the playoffs, and uh, it's it's going to be. I think that's just going to be it's going to be really interesting. But it's just weird to to have the Cowboys going against an eight and nine team. They are favored. But don't isn't it weird, John? How you almost have to keep reminding yourself of that after how they played in Washington. I mean, have you have did you kind of look at that and go, okay, I feel like that's more of an aberration, or did that almost make you completely rethink this team's chances in the playoffs? I didn't. It does. It doesn't make me completely rethink, but it it has a significant impact on how far and the success I think that they can have. I just. Uh, I don't understand how anyone could watch that game and think, oh, that that's not a big deal. They'll they just put that. It's the last game of the season. You still had a chance to win the division. And even if you lose, I can even, you know what, maybe you lose the game late. It's a tight game. Mm-hmm. I, it's still inexcusable with that team, but I could at least, I could understand it a little bit to look that bad for, for Dak to throw those back. To, the, the, the biggest thing that's hard for me to get past is those back-to-back throws that Dak threw to the right with <laughs> the one that should have been intercepted and then it come right back again. And then in the pick six, that was, that was very alarming. And so, yes, can they put that behind them and overcome that and go on a, on a playoff run? Yes, of course they could, but going off of the way that they ended last season, the way that they've ended this season, it's, 
it, I'm just not super confident that that's going to happen. Isn't it weird to see him like that's the biggest doubt that you have going into this is a quarterback, and it really shouldn't be. I mean, this guy over the past has taken care of the football, but at this point, when you throw an interception in seven straight games, most since uh, Benny Testaverde was the last quarterback to do that back in 2004, John, I was covering that team. It was those were that was not the heyday of Cowboys football. The, you, you'd like to keep telling yourself, "Well, this is just weird." He'll go back to being who he is, but then he'll turn over there and throw one of those pick sixes. And that's three, what, since week 15? I mean, at some point you're kind of like, okay, is he rattled? You know, what, what's, what's going on? What could possibly lead to that? Um, what's he been like? You know, you all usually get him one crack at him a week and that kind of thing. And I know sometimes I get that may be coming up. But what, what do you think? What's the feeling around him? Because Jerry has to keep showing confidence in him. Mike McCarthy has to. But what do you sense? Does do you feel like the team still has the same level of confidence in this quarterback? Yeah, no, they're saying all the right things. They're saying that it's not, not it's not an issue. Dak has been great about that throughout yeah. this entire interception streak. But that's it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to just watch it. And to me, what I'm watching is someone who's trying to do too much. Someone who's trying to when when the team's struggling like they were in Washington, let's be honest, they, they haven't really played well since the Minnesota game. That's a, well over a month ago. Uh, I just feel like he's trying to get everything on track and, and in doing so, probably trying to do a little bit too much. And it really hasn't come back to bite them. You know, despite those uh, those interceptions, you know, yeah, there was a loss in Jacksonville, but they kind of kept things rolling. But then you have that Washington game. And, and the thing, the other part I can't get past is that just how mediocre to just not bad that Washington team is. Like I looked at the other day, like the last five years, they had not won a game in January or December in Washington in five years. That's the first time they did. They're one in 11 now with Sam Howell, like that, that a lot of everything, all of that combined in it with the way that Dak played in that game. That's what makes it so alarming. They, they could have had that game against a lot of other teams and it wouldn't have been quite so bad, but to do it in, in that situation, I mean, I really got the feeling going into that game that they wanted to have Dak and the first-team offense be out there for the first half, and then in the second half, they got a lead. Hey, we'll put out Cooper Rush and the rest of the guys, and maybe the, maybe the game will be a little bit closer than it needs to be, but we're going to rest some of these. But they couldn't rest anybody in that second half. They needed to try and build off of something to try and go into the playoffs with, with some, some momentum, and it just never happened. And because of that, um, like I said, I mean, sports are, sports are wild. That's what makes them so mm-hmm. interesting because – Let's be honest, the Rams weren't playing great last year at this time. They were the Monday night game. Matthew Stafford led the league in interceptions, and nobody at that time would have picked them to go to the Super Bowl, much less play the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl, and then it happened. So um, yeah. the, the thing for the thing for especially someone like you that's covered the team for so long is that I feel like part of the team's history factors in on it. Like, oh, well, it's been 26 years and all that other stuff. I'm not even going that far. I'm going off of just the last two years of what I've seen because that's mostly the same team that we're dealing with here this year. Yeah, it's remarkable when you start thinking back over it. But you're right. There's some there's some uh, disappointing history, even recent history. Does Micah Parsons know he's not supposed to bring up Dwayne Wade in 2006 in Dallas? Did that not uh, did that did that escape him? <laughs> I thought that was interesting that um, he's making reference. I saw this on your Twitter uh, handle on your Twitter timeline. I mean, he's making reference to something that happened when he was probably, what, six years old? Like five or six years old? 
<laughs> Dwayne Wade. I don't. I don't think he understands the history of that particular series. There's, there's no way he does. And so I'm 17 years older than him. And so I moved to Dallas at the end of 2010. So right before the Mavs went on that run in 2011. And, and I'm a, I'm a big NBA fan. And I know what Mavs fans, how frustrated they were with the call that Dwayne Wade got in 06, even living in Michigan, not really following it super, that super close. I was obviously a big Pistons fan, but I had no idea until I got moved down to Dallas, especially going into that 2011 run where they played the heat again, just how much Dallas sports fans <laughs> disliked Dwayne Wade and what they pulled off in 06. So that was kind of new to me being in that environment. So I know that there's no way uh, uh, Micah Parsons <laughs> at what, 23 years old has any idea that that was probably, nah, that might not be the comparison. Now, what he was trying to say was that, Hey, there's some older stars on the team. And that it's yeah. the younger guys that are going to have to take on more of a role, like Wade did with Shaq. But yeah, I don't think he's quite familiar yeah. with um, who was who was the official that really uh, really. Bennett, Dwayne Bennett Salvatore. Bennett, Bennett Salvatore. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have to think too hard about that. <laughs> and I was there throughout that series, and yeah, that was a uh, rough one. Uh, through a lot of uh, history, of course, the uh, 2011 uh, World Series uh, you know, Game Six is the one that comes up for. Uh, for fans around here, but this was about a Shaq documentary that he was mentioning. And you're right. He said about Dwayne Wade in that 2006, there are guys on this team that aren't the same as they were three to four years ago. Young guys like me got to step up. This is our moment. (laughs) It's almost like if Dak is going to keep throwing these interceptions, I'm going to have to do something. (laughs) I'm going to have to really step up. And they do. This is a great takeaway team. I mean, back-to-back years. And so, really, that, that seems to be their best hope going into Tampa. Hey, you're going to have to turn them over. And, uh, and, and, by the way, Tom Brady, who's been so brilliant his whole career and is, what, 7-0 and against the Cowboys, let's not act like he's just set the world on fire this year and he's coming off a really rough game himself. So I, I, I think we get so tuned into like, what Dak's doing that sometimes we are like, wait, there are other teams struggling too. Um, and, and so this is not a good Tampa Bay team. No, I would make the argument it's one of, if not the worst teams Tom Brady has played on, at least for the teams that he's played on that have made the playoffs. Uh, usually he's on a team that has a pretty good shot at at least making a run. This is certainly not the Tampa Bay team that he took to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And, and so to your point, I don't really look at the Cowboys defense as being something that should be concerning. I think that they'll be fine. I think they'll show up. I, I don't think you have to really question that. I also don't think special teams is going to be as bad as it was in Washington. The Kevante Turpin, Muff Pond, the, the Brian Anger fumble. Like I, I think those can, you can look at as kind of outliers. The, the, the concern I have is, is more on the offensive side of the ball. And this is one of the better offenses in the NFL. So maybe they get out there and they're fine and then they, they, they play well and, and they, get, they get a win and move on. But it's the turnovers and then it's also the fact of how bad they look trying to run the ball against Washington and, and how, yes, they – they weren't terrible running the ball against the, the Bucks at the beginning of the year. I think they averaged about four yards a carry, but it wasn't great. And I just feel like they're going to have to have a, a big day on the ground. And we just haven't seen them really run the ball well since Terrence Steele has gone out and been lost for the season with the knee injury. So you, there's a party that's like, well, okay, how are you going to get this going? Does that mean that Dak's going to run a little bit more? Does it mean they're going to run more jumbo packages, uh, you know, bringing in a fullback, which – they don't really have a fullback on the roster, so is that Connor McGovern? How are they? They have to find a way to run the ball to take some pressure off Dak as well. 
And so it's going to be interesting to see how they do that because that's a pretty good front. You know, that, that, that front in, in Tampa, it can cause some problems. And if they don't run the ball well, I don't know how they're going to win the game. And they haven't run the ball well recently. The past few games, Zeke running, you know, he's like averaging, what, 2.7 yards per carry. It hasn't been great. Are you convinced, John, that uh, Mike McCarthy is, is, is really okay uh, regardless of what happens Monday evening in Tampa. Do you still see a scenario where Jerry ends up making a move and, and knowing that Dan Quinn's going to get interviewed, Kellen's already uh, receiving interest from other teams, Kellen Moore? Are, are you, 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 are you believing Jerry when he says, nah, that's not even a consideration right now? No, no, of course not. I just, there's too many times where, you know, he'll say things and then a week later it's something different. And, and frankly, let's be honest, why would he say anything else? going uh-huh. into the biggest game of the season. I mean, you just, that would make no sense to say, oh, yeah, he's got to win this game or he's out. That, he would never do that. That, that. There's just no logic behind that. But I, I don't think I don't think that, that a loss necessarily guarantees that they're going in a different direction. Now, if they look like they did against Washington, I, I just I, I can see a very angry Jerry Jones feeling that they have to make some type of a move because, let's be honest, these last two years going into the playoffs, they've been relatively healthy. I mean, the injury report today, I mean, the only guys that were even limited are Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, and that's just because of their age, and they're trying to give them, uh, you know, some some veteran rest. But, I mean, the whole team is there. I mean, everybody's there for them uh, for the most part. So that's how they were last year, too, and I think that's the biggest thing that disappointed Jerry Jones is that he went in to those, they went into that playoff game, and they didn't play well. And he thought that that team was as talented as they've had in a long time, and that team was healthy. And he's he's looking at the same exact thing this year too. So if they go into Tampa and lay an egg and just look like a continuation of the Washington game, I can't guarantee anybody's safe. All right. Well, listen, safe travels. And uh, I know I forwarded you something that was uh, your beloved uh, Florida State already getting rave reviews <laughs> heading into next season. So, you know, that's uh, that's a great thing. And uh, I uh, look forward to uh, visiting with you and reading your work. You can uh, read his work, John Mishota, on the uh, from The Athletic. Uh, we appreciate it. John, will you – people can subscribe, right, if they, uh, if they reach out for, like, you got any special deals you want to you wanna put out there? Any, like, mostly <laughs> mostly show specials? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure right now it's it's $2 a month. There are times where there's deals where it will be a dollar a month, but $2 a month, I mean, that's that's pretty wow. cheap, I feel like, to get the great work of, of myself and Bob Sturm. I mean, can you beat that? Yeah, I, I, I just stop at you, but I, I'm uh, <laughs> I, I think that's I, I think that's a great deal. All right, John, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man, you take it easy. All right, all right, John Mashoda from uh, The Athletic, longtime friend and colleague in the Dallas-Fort Worth media. And he showed up on the scene about 2010, as he said. Then the the uh, Mavericks won the championship. Well, that was a that was an interesting year because we went from trying to think how that worked out. Mavs win a title. Then the Rangers were playing in the World Series in back-to-back World Series. And we were all at all those games. Well, that was a fascinating time to be covering a Metroplex teams. I wish they'd go back to that. I wish something like that would happen. Cowboys uh, have not been in a, well, when's the last road win, by the way, Aaron? If you, you want to, you want a, a good trivia question. When's the last Cowboys road playoff win? Do you know this answer off the top of your head? I do not. 
Uh, I think it was the NFC title game, 1992. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I knew it had been a long time, but wow. Yeah, yeah. They don't win playoff games, really, period. I mean, they've won. They have not won under Mike McCarthy. How many did Romo win? Either two or three. I think I think Dax won one against Seattle. Didn't he? Didn't they beat Seattle and Russell Wilson in a game at their place? In, in uh, Dallas, I think I think Dak does have a playoff win. Tony, in all his years, either had, t- I think he had two playoff wins, two or three playoff wins, maybe just two. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and lots to kind of wrap up today with. And I want to look back at what I thought, was one of the greatest road performances by a Baylor men's player, men's basketball, really ever. Um, I'm talking about regular season road performance. And I some of them are coming back to me. I mean, I remember watching Lace Darius in one of those games, maybe in Lubbock. I think he hung about 38 or something on the – hit a million threes. But – Last night, what Keontae George did, I, I want to discuss it. I don't want to do it next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's never check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a win and a loss for Baylor basketball last night. We'll give you details as the Baylor men win on the road and the Baylor women fall at home. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the Big Finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Bears bring it up, leading 67-66. Two minutes, 15 seconds to play in this game. Give to Keontae George. Three oh. is good. Another three by Keontae George. That's a career high with 28 points on the night. Bears go up by four. Courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. One of the highlights from last night as the Bears got a career-high 32 points 
from freshman Keontae George in an 83-78 win over West Virginia in Morgantown. George added a career-high seven rebounds in the game. The Bears led by six at halftime, also got 19 from Adam Flagler and 10 points and 11 rebounds, his first Baylor double-double for Jalen Bridges in his return to Morgantown. 83-78, Baylor wins the final after the game head coach Scott Drew. We, we are grateful and blessed, and thank you, God. So after being on the other end of two in the past week, uh, so uh, uh, grateful for this one. And, you know, you play a lot of close games. You're going to win some, you lose some. We win West Virginia – excuse me, we win uh, UCLA, Gonzaga. We win West Virginia. We lose TCU. We lose Kansas State. But after you get a couple tough losses, it's sure nice to get a win. Well, and you guys went down five with about seven minutes to play, so you had to dig down, right? <laughs> And in a Big 12 game, I don't. I think you dig down no matter what. <laughs> Up five, down five, you know it's never mm-hmm. over till it's over. And, uh, again, that's why everyone's projected an NCAA tournament team and it's an at-large team and it's um, uh, it, it's always a, a struggle. I tell you, the guys really wanted to uh, see Jalen um, celebrate and uh, they gave him the water shower in the locker room. Scott Drew following last night's 83-78 win by the Bears in Morgantown over West Virginia. Next up, the Baylor men home hosting Oklahoma State Saturday at 5 in the Farrell Center. While the 18th-ranked Baylor women fell to the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State last night in the Farrell Center, 70-65 the final, first conference loss of the season for the Baylor women, who now go on the road to play at West Virginia Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how arch supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. 
Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at lafiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient from the La Fiesta family to yours. Have a happy new year. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with incredible savings like 2.9% for 72 months on 2022 Ram 1500 crew cabs on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited or get values up to $3,750 on a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab plus 4.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of Ram trucks in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. 1979 Heisman Trophy winner USC running back Charles White has died at the age of 64. Baylor men getting the win column last night, beating West Virginia on the road 83 to 78. The Bears will host Oklahoma State on Saturday. Baylor women lose first Big 12 matchup last night to Oklahoma State 70 to 65. Baylor women in West Virginia on Sunday afternoon. UMHB men's and women's basketball both in action tonight at home in the Mayborn Center hosting Harden Simmons. Women tip at 5:30, men tip at 7 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks on the road again tonight in L.A. Facing the Lakers, tip is at 9 o'clock. Cowboys rookie defensive end Sam Williams has a warrant for his arrest from a car accident last month. Plano police have said they will not pick him up if he turns himself in. 42-year-old Nelson Cruz has landed again, this time with the Padres, for a one-year, $1 million contract. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Watch Matt Mosley show rolling through a Thursday. What a fast-paced show this has been. So much uh, good stuff. Good to talk to John Machota from The Athletic. Came to us from the Detroit market. Came to Dallas-Fort Worth and uh, covers the Cowboys. Does a really nice job and will be in Tampa to uh, chronicle this uh, this big time playoff matchup, wild card playoff matchup, as the uh, Cowboys at 12 wins play Tampa, and um, Tampa at eight wins. What an embarrassment for the NFL when these teams win the division with like eight games. It's happened in the NFC East. We've seen it happen. I mean, it's the whole thing. This year, you got two, you got three really good teams. I'd say. Cowboys and Eagles, for sure. 
<clears throat> Giants under Dayball getting a lot better. So uh, the NFC East looks pretty good this year. It has been down at times in the past. NFC South looking uh, like an embarrassment. Now, uh, Aaron, one of the things we've been talking about is this Keontae George performance. That was phenomenal. 32 points. I mean, he's a, he's a good passer. I think he's got the ability to be a good defender. He's got to set his mind to it. I think he could be a good leader. I mean, I, I'm sure Scott does not want him openly getting after one of his teammates quite like he did last night. He snapped at uh, Ojanwuna, but I'm telling you, those guys came in together as freshmen. I think they have a great relationship. They did a nice job of afterwards. He kind of apologized, and, and uh, they just moved on real quickly in the huddle. But, boy, that was a, that was a snap and then a snap back. I mean, Josh Ojanwuna was not taking that. He's like, hey, you're going to come at me. I'm coming right back at you. But they got it out of their system. I mean, we allow that stuff constantly on football. So, hey, it's, if it's going to happen in basketball, it's a little more out there uh, and it's a little easier to see. But I, that, that's okay. I don't think that's the end of the world, especially with that hostile environment that they were in. I mean, that was and that was a good little Baylor crowd that was sitting behind the bench. May have been most of uh, may have been most of Jalen Bridges' family, but they were loud and getting excited. But that crowd was all over Jalen Bridges. I mean, that, to me, that was borderline inappropriate. There are fun things, and, man, what Tech did with Chris Beard, I mean, that's all fun. And did they cross the line? I'm sure. I mean, did they say some crazy stuff? You bet they did. The Jalen Bridges thing, I mean, my gosh, he, he left with Coach Huggins' blessing. He's still great friends with a lot of the players on that team. He just decided to go try a different program. It happened to be one in the Big 12, but the fans got after him in a huge way. The one thing I'll hand it to West Virginia on, these are not fair-weather friends, the fans. They show up, um, and and they go crazy, whether they're 0-3 or 3-0. and And right now they're 0-4. And so they're good fans in how supportive they are. But, man, they were hateful. Jeez. I mean, some of that stuff was ridiculous. If they were doing that at the Farrell Center, Scott Drew would have, stu- would have stood up and told them to shut up and, and told them to stop doing it. And Scott would have been nicer than that. He wouldn't have said to shut up. But he would have headed it off at the pass. At West Virginia, that's a different animal. They just let it go. You think Huggins even noticed? I mean, they're sitting there, Jay Lund sucks, Jay Lund sucks, and saying all these horrible – I mean, that wasn't even the worst. It got wor- you know worse after that. But – I got to thinking about Keontae George's performance. First of all, there's stuff he does that's just kind of, uh, you, you don't coach it. I mean, he's so gifted a score. I mean, the thing he did right before the half, you don't draw that up. That's just, you get in a weird spot, and you got to at least get a get a shot up there and give it a chance, and he made it. I mean, that that's, there's just not many people. And was it luck? Yeah. But it's probably something he does work on. I mean, basically behind the goal, and he puts it up there, and that should have been on every Sports Center top 10 list last night. And then with 2.14 left to pull up and hit that three, Bears clinging to a one point lead at that point. And he just 16 seconds left on the shot clock. You might think, well, maybe you should pass it around a little bit. No, no. He's just, and I think he's only going to get better, but that's in in a hostile environment. 
to take over the game like that. And Flagler was great in that game, too. And the best sign for the Bears is Cryer looked more like himself. And um, they were drawing up some plays for him. He had some um, – I, I, there was one where he ran off a screen and he was kind of hanging out on one side and he comes racing over and they kind of set – it wasn't a hard screen they set for him, but he, he comes racing across, and they find him kind of over there by the corner, and I just thought, that's that's he, that's often He can knock those down all day. I mean, that just, there was a there was a, uh, a precision and beauty to that that you're like, okay, if all three of those guards are on on the same night, you're going to win a ton of games. The problem is they haven't been, and that's why you need Langston Love. Del Bonner, um, Bridges, you need somebody else to provide some scoring punch. And right now, if it doesn't come from those three guards, it's tough. Now, Langston has shown signs. I think he's a good three-point shooter. Last night, he airballed one late. I think he'll be fine because he's a really good shooter, and I think he's a confident guy. Uh, he's extremely conscientious. You know, it's, it's just going to get to the point where Scott's going to have to let him you know, play through some stuff. And there's certain players you can tell Scott's going to leave out there, let them play through mistakes, and don't know. I mean, I think Langston can do that, but I've just been noticing Langston's still only playing eh, maybe 10 to 14 minutes a game. I think he's capable of giving them more. They need more from Loner, too. I mean, this is a this is a guy that needs to fight. He can get rebounds. One thing I kept thinking of last night is, you got to be stronger with the basketball. Bridges can rebound. He's, a, I think, he's a pretty good offensive rebounder, and and and, and he and he's he's okay defensive rebounder. You know, but some too many times, you know, they'll knock the ball away from him. I've got to be strong with the basketball. Um, Aaron, I know we've had some people weighing in today. What I was saying is, I don't. There's to me. This guy is Keontae George is more advanced than any freshman I can recall in the history of the program. I mean, they, they, this program is not known for like Kentucky one and done types. I know Jeremy Sohan and um, and Kendall Brown only stayed for one year, but those weren't like the Kentucky one and duns that were going to just show up and dominate the NBA. Jeremy is starting for the Spurs. He's a lottery pick. Kendall's not playing for the Pacers. He's on their D-League team, and he's kind of like a 2A type player. Um, I mean, again, he's doing – he's fine. I mean, it's not – he was a – was Kendall a second-round pick or first-round pick? Did he get uh, – anyway, he – I guess he was a – I guess he didn't get picked until the second round. And he, but they're not – Keontae, the way he's playing right now – is maybe not – it's not even just a lottery pick. He may end up being a top-five pick. And, and what you see is it's the pacing. It's how he gets what he needs to. It's how he gets to shots. It's his handle. It's There are just certain things he does that most even, – even some of these NBA rookies aren't quite ready to do. They draft a lot of these guys on upside. Well, he's already doing a ton of this stuff, and it's amazing. And I got to thinking – I just don't think I – and I've been to every Baylor game since I was in school and even before then. Um, and, Aaron, I know some people on the text line were throwing some things out in terms of how could I maybe, you know, not remember certain freshmen. So what of our people on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, what have they been saying? Tori says, what about Terry Black? 
Well, Terry Black was a JUCO transfer, so he does not count as a freshman. Tremendous, tremendous athleticism, but he only played two seasons at Baylor. And um, and I, uh, if I thought hard enough, I'd tell you where he played JUCO ball. But uh, Terry Black does not Temple, count. wasn't it? Terry played it in Temple? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of A. Johnson. Huh? No, go ahead. Uh, I was... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Terry Black was a uh, was a JUCO guy. All right, what else are people saying? And uh, Larry says, how could you forget the microwave? Well, I could never forget Vinny, and I did think of him. But Vinny came from New York um, and went to MCC before he went to Baylor. All right, I'm trying to think of, of you know, Coach Howler was on Shelby Metcalf's uh, staff at A&M, and then Jim, you know, ends up becoming the Baylor head coach. And I think Vinny came straight to MCC before he arrived at Baylor. So if you look back, Vinny may have only had two seasons at Baylor. Now, he was incredible, but he, he truly didn't spend his freshman season on the Baylor team. Now, Coach Howler, if you're out there listening, and he he's uh, very gracious and always uh, always out there listening, and he's been so kind to us over the years, he may clean that up a little bit. But I do I don't think Vinny was a true freshman at Baylor. I'll tell you who was a true freshman at Baylor was Teagle, and Teagle and Vinny got to play at least one or maybe two years together. I think if you look back at Teagle's freshman year. He probably averaged 10 to 13 points a game. So he was good, but he wasn't the great player that he would become. And by the time he finished up in his junior and senior years at Baylor, Terry was in the, you know, 25 points per game range. And and he and Pat Nunley got to play together, Mike Battle, Julio Gallardo, uh, James Stern might have been on those teams. Aaron, sometimes I shock myself because I was, <laughs> I was seven years old when that was happening. But those names, I mean, that's when I fell in love with Baylor basketball, and so I kind of, I kind of those those names all. Oh, Jay Shakir was on those teams, but uh, wow, they. If you look back though, it was Pat was averaging about ten points a game, and and Terry was averaging like 24, 25 points a game. They weren't getting a ton of help. They had had good players, but mainly role players around them. Okay. I love talking about old Baylor basketball stuff, and uh, 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 it's kind of fun to to think back on those times and appreciate our text line, folks, 254-662-1660. I just think Keontae George is just at a level, and I I remember – you know who's our guy, Aaron? It's with the Pistons now that went went to Oklahoma State. You know, and just played the one year there and was number one pick overall. Um, you know, he was he was incredible right away. But even in, in and he could do a lot. He was so skilled and he was more of a point guard and he could do it all. Uh, Trey Young was incredible his freshman year at Oklahoma, but I don't know. If even I mean, and again, Keontae, there's some he doesn't have 
he, he's still waiting on a couple things. He's going to have to 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 give consistent effort on defense. There are too many blow-bys. You saw it at TCU. Mike Miles was blowing by everybody. Um, he's going to have to dig in, play a little bit better on defense. He is a good passer. I mean, that, I think that's the part that has surprised some people is that he's not just a scorer. Like, he's looking around. He's, he's making passes to teammates. Now, Aaron, do we have time? I, I, real quick, let's, uh, let's play a little of what uh, Scott had to say, Scott Drew, uh, after, uh, to John and Pat after the game last night about Keontae. When he gets going, um, he if he takes the right shots, he he makes most of them. Um, defenses make it tough on him, and then he's he's capable of uh, uh, being a guy that instead of two assists, one turnover, he can have five, six assists. I think that's the next progression for him. Defensively, he's gotten so much better. He's more vocal. Um, the speed of the game, he's adjusting better too. Um, so uh, he's making strides um, offensively. Uh, uh, we get the right shots. We have one hundred. Percent confidence in our guards. I think the next level for us is getting more than ten assists and getting easier looks. Because when you got great shooters, if you get easy looks, uh, the percentages really go up. And again, credit West Virginia's defense; they make everything tough. Um, there's a reason Coach Huggins is in the Hall of Fame. All right, there's Scott Drew talking about Keontae George. We're going to have Scott on soon, maybe as early as tomorrow. And a reminder that Mac Rhodes, Baylor Athletic Director, will be on with us tomorrow at 520 right here on The Matt Mosley Show. Next, got a little breaking news to share with you in the dismount. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce First Pitch Luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 1130 at the Baylor Club, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet, with keynote speaker Sean Tolleson, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. 
Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. 1979 Heisman Trophy winner USC running back Charles White has died at the age of 64. Baylor men getting the win column last night, beating West Virginia on the road 83 to 78. The Bears will host Oklahoma State on Saturday. Baylor women lose first Big 12 matchup last night to Oklahoma State 70 to 65. Baylor women in West Virginia on Sunday afternoon. UMHB men's and women's basketball both in action tonight at home in the Mayborn Center hosting Harden Simmons. Women tip at 5:30, men tip at 7 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks on the road again tonight in L.A. Facing the Lakers, tip is at 9 o'clock. Cowboys rookie defensive end Sam Williams has a warrant for his arrest from a car accident last month. Plano police have said they will not pick him up if he turns himself in. 42-year-old Nelson Cruz has landed again, this time with the Padres, for a one-year, $1 million contract. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, we do have to say goodnight on this Thursday. Got a big show planned for you tomorrow. We uh, may be checking in with Scott Drew, Coach Drew, and then uh, Mac Rhodes will be with us at 520. And kind of want to delve into... What's going on with NIL? They've announced this advisory committee, and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be good to check in on that. And we've got some uh, games, by the way, already started this evening. I've, I've, women's basketball. There's some really kind of fun stuff out there tonight. I noticed uh, LSU hosting Missouri, and then there's a number nine versus number six, Aaron. You like that kind of stuff. Indiana hosting Maryland. That game's already started on the Big Ten Network. And then uh, Florida State up on number 11, NC State, 43-33. to Bears, uh, the uh, Baylor women lose last night to Oklahoma State. That's a team that's on a bit of a roll. They uh, beat the University of Texas recently, come into the Farrell Center, and get it done. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty close game throughout and the Bears just couldn't get it going I mean it it uh, you know they they've been riding Sarah Andrews scoring so much she's been averaging around 30 points a game recently and it just um, it just did not work out they didn't play particularly well and they dropped a game it happens and I think uh, they'll bounce back from it and of course we'll have uh, Nikki Collin on Tuesday for her appearance on the Matt Mosley Show. Hope everybody has a tremendous evening. Strong work by Aaron Sexton today. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, two games complete in the Big 12 conference last night. The Bears winning on the road in Morgantown and Texas.